What's up, Eddie's 31 Days of Halloween fans? It is your host, Eddie Monster, and I need a huge, huge favor from all of you. That's right. We need your help. We need your votes. We need five-star reviews. It helps the show get noticed. It helps the show get more sponsors to be able to continue on and to keep doing what we do. So it would be greatly appreciated if you could head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and please rate the show with five stars. It would be so, so appreciated by everybody here at Eddie's Wonderful World of Horror, which brings you Eddie's 31 Days of Halloween, as well as Eddie's Countdown to Halloween. So any vote is greatly, greatly appreciated. Or I should say any rating is greatly appreciating, especially if it's five stars, because you guys kick ass, horror kicks ass, and let's keep it kicking ass. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled one good scare, huh? the prime time, bitch! Nothing like a strangulation to get the circulation going. They're coming to get you, Barbara. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. I am pain. All right, welcome everybody to another exciting edition of Eddie's 31 Days of Halloween. That's right, we are rolling right along, and uh, I've got something special for you guys today. So last month, back in September, I went to Terracon, which was held in Marlboro, Mass., and I remember going by this booth all the time because, you know, a lot of times we, you know, when you're at conventions, not only do you meet some of the... Uh, people you've always wanted to meet but you walk around you look at all the vendors and you kind of sit there and try to shuffle between how much money you've got and uh how much you want to spend and uh one booth just kept catching my intrigue right and at first it was just the title itself was like "Mm, that sounds like that would be an interesting film and i kept walking around kept walking around and uh, finally, I was like, you know what? I got to stop by Mad Z Productions, and I just got to pick up this film, right? And I picked it up with the intentions that, hey, when Eddie's 31 Days of Halloween comes around, this is when we're going to review it because I love supporting, you know, local artists, uh, directors, you know, whatever, and, and, you know, giving independent films the due that, that they deserve, and that's exactly what I did, you know, with today's film. And I present to you guys the Ode to 80s Horror. This is Horny Teenagers Must Die. And then Ralphie hacked up his sister while her boyfriend stood there and watched. They had him committed at some institution where I heard he likes to dress in women's clothes. Isn't there like a mental hospital somewhere around here? 
this little weekend getaway you guys are going to. There are going to be drugs there? No, sir, not at all. I would never do drugs. Any drinking? No, 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 there won't be any drinking at all, sir. You kids plan on having sex this weekend? Sex? so gross. Can't you wait till you're alone? She's jealous because you want some of this. First of all, I gotta give credit where credit is due. These guys worked on such a low budget, uh, $35,000. So you've got to expect that they have to take some creative liberties uh, moving forward when, they, when you're doing a film because you got to work within your budget, right? And that's one of the things I was taught back when I was taking film classes is really learning how to work within a budget, you know, figuring out what's more important, this, this, and that. But anyways, to get into the film, describe it. We'll get into all that stuff later, but just wanted to throw that out there that, you know, going in, you got to remember there's certain things you have to compromise or otherwise, you know, really put your focus into when you're creating this these films. But anyways, Horny Teenagers Must Die was written and directed by David Zagorski, and it stars a bunch of teenagers, right? Or at least, you know, we think they're teenagers. Uh, but... Stars a lot of a lot of people like Connor Holden, Matthew Marcus, Erica Lynn Jolie. Uh, I want to say his name right. Cheo, Cheo, Cheo Yang Chashatsasang. I hope I said that right. Uh, Alicia McNeil, Dominique Libera, uh, Rebel Bueno, uh, Stephanie Lamaru, you know, Tori Jock, so on and so forth. So the film follows these these teenagers that have just graduated high school and they want to celebrate by going to party. Well, one of the characters, played by Matthew Marcus, named Drew, uh, invites his girlfriend along, right? Him and his girlfriend haven't really had any luck, so to speak, in the sex department. And he's hoping this weekend can change all of that. But unfortunately for him... He has her. She has her friend, Rachel, played by Tori Jock, tag along. Kind of creating quite the conundrum. But anyways, these teenagers they head up to Drew's cabin in the woods, and it's a weekend of sex crazed, drug and alcohol infused party 
central kind of things. You know what I mean? And and all of a sudden, one by one, they each start getting picked off by a mysterious killer. But who is the killer? Could it be this escaped Ralphie that you hear about in the beginning of that trailer? Or is it someone within within them? That's always the mystery. Uh, yeah, so there you go. So they have to fend for themselves eventually. And, uh, yeah, classic horror, classic 80s slash of horror tropes right there for you. Uh, very reminiscent of anything, you know, teenagers in a cabin alone, you know, like Evil Dead, um, The Burning, Sleepaway Camp, Friday the 13th. Very, uh, very, very close to that. The beginning of the film has a very Halloween kind of feel to it with the the girl getting killed by a child after she's had sex with what we assume is her boyfriend or whoever that is. Um, yeah, so there's that 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 element, and then it goes into the future, or at least we think. I don't know. It's kind of weird. They I don't know if they just if they said that, but whatever. Anyways, so I want to talk about it the film and and what I thought about it and and going back to what I said originally before I gave you the synopsis um, of this film so budget right one of the things you got to remember going in is that there's going to be some compromises and I don't have a problem with that because I think creativity is so well done in this film so you can't really get too gory because they had to compromise on that end. So what you do is a lot of camera tricks and a lot of tricks in editing, which David Zagorski also edited this film. And that's where you kind of get your ability to be able to to have these kill counts and all those things is that you don't show everything. You just kind of pan off and then all of a sudden it's different shots, different sequences, different cuts you know what I mean? And then there's your kill. And that's one of the things they had to do within this film, essentially. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have a, I didn't have a problem with that. I actually was okay with that. I mean, they did that with Psycho way back in the day. They couldn't show you Norman Bates stab, uh, stabbing Janet Lee in the, in the shower. They had to kind of, you know, do some tricks because, you know, it's special effects. Uh, weren't as great back then in the 1960s. So, you know, there's always that thing. You know what I mean? It's it's with more money comes more opportunities to do things, but that doesn't take away from the film, right? So don't let that take away from the film is one thing I'm going to say. Uh, the other thing about this as well is the only thing I will say about the kills in the film is that I wish some of them had a little more suspense to them. I just felt like a lot of them were rather quick. You know what I mean? And and I don't mean, when I say suspense, I don't mean, and I definitely don't mean, oh, they should have had more gore or more special effects or like more stuff like that. Just a little more suspense, right? Give a chase kind of to it. Have some of them have to run off, you know what I mean? And they're getting chased through the woods or something. And then the killer eventually catches up to them. That, those kind of things. And, that, and that's kind of one aspect that I thought kind of lacked a little bit in that. And the ending, like, hey, you know what? I get it. You got to get creative. 
And there's nothing more creative than the killer being the child of... So basically, Ralphie was never a girl. Spoiler alert, by the way. I should have said that in the beginning. Uh, so if you don't want to hear it, don't listen on. Um, so Ralphie was never was never a boy, right? And even I got that in the beginning. I, I was like, that's a girl. Uh, but anyways, so when they're telling the story, she's kind of like, it's, it's a weird dynamic. That's all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say. I'll let you figure that one out. I'll let you watch that, watch the film for that. It's a weird dynamic as to who she is and how she's related to the girl in the beginning that gets that gets butchered along with her boyfriend and uh, the, the 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 another film I, I watch where a, a penis gets chopped off. It's it's I don't know, man. It's crazy, but uh, yeah. So there's a little bit of a weird dynamic. It's like real redneck kind of shit uh going on there and uh yeah so there's that and i thought that whole sequence uh, i don't want to say it was cheesy i just thought it could have been a little more well thought of i i thought and 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 part of me doesn't want to blame the writing that's a thing. Part of me doesn't want to blame the writing because I got what they were doing there. The big reveal, you know, the the killers finally revealed, that kind of stuff. I think it was the acting is what really got me, and that was Jenna. Jenna was if you couldn't figure out that Jenna and Rachel had a relationship, you're dumber than you thought, right? That was completely obvious. Apparently, Drew couldn't see the writing on the wall at all, right? And I could totally see it. And so, I don't know. Jenna's, some of the decisions she makes towards the end, I was kind of like, wait a minute, what? Maybe, you know, and you'll see. Maybe she thought Rachel was dead. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so there was that. But the one person I want to point out, I loved a lot of the acting in this film. I thought a lot of the people were really well, uh, well done. I thought Stephanie, and I don't throw this this out very often, but my MVP of this movie is definitely Stephanie uh, Lemareau. I want to say Lemareau. It's the very French kind of French Canadian thing to it, and. Uh, I thought she did probably the best acting out of everybody in this film. She was intriguing. She was, I mean, everything about her was just, it was well done. It was well done. I give her a lot of credit. I hated her kill. That's one thing I wanted to express. I was kind of saddened, but I understand it. Because there's rules in horror films, people. There are rules. And one of the rules, if you remember it in Scream, is you do not have sex in a horror film. Otherwise, you will die. That is just that is the way it is, right? And unfortunately, she was the pregnant one and having sex twice on camera, by the way. Twice 
in the film. And that's one of the things. If you want, if you're a, a horny kid, teenager, and you want like boobs, like how a lot of us felt in the '80s watching a lot of these films, like oh my god, boobs. You know what I mean? There's plenty of that in this film. So plenty of TNA, uh, if you get what I'm saying. And there's some interesting stuff too. Besides that, you know, besides the regular TNA, there's a little bit of other stuff. Um, but I loved it. I loved this film. I loved it. I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought it was. You know, it is what it is. It's a, it's an ode to 80 slashers, and uh, you gotta look past the low budget. You gotta look past all those things. Yeah, there's gonna be some acting in there that was kind of questionable uh, from certain people. I'll say that, but there's some great acting in there too that was thrown on top. Like I said, from Stephanie, great, great acting. I look forward to anything else she does, um, as well as some of the other people in there that were in this film. I'll look forward to some of the stuff they do. But uh, yeah, this makes me excited. I'm excited, you know, uh, for whatever Mad Z uh, Productions puts out. So I was happy that I that I took the time. I went at Terracon. I bought the film, and I said I'm going to buy the film. I want to check it out uh, for sure. Because every time I go to a convention, there used to be so many different vendors when I would go to Rock and Shock. And Rock and Shock, for those of you guys that don't know what that is, that was a great festival that mixed rock and horror movies um, and metal and stuff like that all in a one. They would have a concert in one venue and the convention in another, and you would meet some of your 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 idols of horror, Like especially if you're a horror fan. You got to meet a lot of your idols. But there were a lot of vendors, and there were a lot of small-time companies. And I remember always seeing Mad Z everywhere. And finally, I was like, I got to get something from them. For sure, for this for this year's Eddie's Thirty One Days of Halloween, I'm definitely happy that I did. Um, like I said, I enjoyed it. It's it's a good movie. It's a good horror film. Check it out. I am going to give the film a B plus for a final grade because, like I said, there's a little things, but I it's understandable because because of of costs and stuff like that. Understandable, but definitely, if you get a chance, definitely check out horny teenagers must die you will not regret it all right that is going to do it for me for today i will see you guys all next time <laughs>